Welcome to Crime and Reason on Talk Zone, bringing you the backstory in high-profile crimes that television leaves out. Now, here are the hosts of Crime and Reason, John Kelly and Leo Badenhausen. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to Crime and Reason. Nice to have you here. Happy Wednesday. I'm Leo Battenhausen. Good evening, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm John Kelly. Welcome. Welcome, indeed. Um, John and I have a, a topic tonight that's a little bit of a different kind of crime, but we're seeing more and more of it uh, in, in the news and um, you know, in articles and things like this. It's uh, We're looking at why, what makes ISIS, we all heard about ISIS, What's making them so successful at luring our children into their, you know, their deadly games? They are recruiting left and right, uh, young, usually, uh, uh, males in their late teens into early twenties. What's the draw? What is going on here? And, and what, why are these kids flocking over there to, to essentially fight against their own people, which is, which is us? We have a real epidemic on our hands. You know, these, all of these kids are leaving their posh suburban homes and to go, you know, live in a, live in a cave and, and become somebody. So we're looking at, I think, John, two sets of, of teens or young adults. You know, one are the South, the Asianers that are moving into America right now with the, the very strict fathers, which is a big part of that. And we're going to talk about that. And I think we have the, you know, the, the homegrown Americans here where the parents have been asleep at the wheel and these kids are not getting what they need and finding an identity of their own. So they're falling prey to these, the uh, BS they're seeing online and the recruitment tactics of ISIS. Yeah. And, and the recruitment tactics are very sophisticated. I mean, these guys really know what they're doing. You know, they ha- they know how to nurture and establish rapport and, you know, condition these kids. But you know what? It's just not America. It's Western civilization as it is and including mm. Europe. And they're, they're grabbing a lot of kids from all over Europe along with America. And, um, you know, I got to tell you that uh, it comes back again to the parents. I mean, you know, you, you look at first-generation parents uh, coming to the West, and they have uh, the old-time morals and values. They want their kids to grow up. And they have these young boys, these young bucks, who are going through adolescence. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they're hypersexual. Uh, in fact, that's what this this piece was on uh, was on sexually repressed recruits for ISIS. Uh, a lot of these kids are sexually repressed uh, because of these old time morals and values that uh, the parents are kind of bestowing and demanding of them when they come to these Western countries. And they feel like, uh, you know, they're the odd child out because all their friends, uh, from the West are very focused on, uh, you know, uh, dating and going out and playing sports and meeting girls and all of this and that and partying. And, um, you know, they feel angry. They feel angry inside. They're not, they're not getting any of this. All their friends are having fun as far as they're concerned, but they're not. 
Mm. And, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, that's uh, causing them to look elsewhere for adventure and especially for women. You know, I mean, uh, well, you, you mean they're, well, are they being promised women by ISIS? Is that what uh, we're, we're talking about here? Or, well, some women have joined ISIS, not as many yeah. as men. But, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, that, 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 that's amazing to me. I mean, uh, the women have joined too, but they have. You have younger women who've definitely uh, gone over there as well for whatever reason. They're not happy, you know, in their homeland. I'm not so, I'm not saying that some of them, they don't feel they have a religious calling, but there's more to this. And a lot of these guys will believe, do believe under Sharia law that, uh, you know, they can have adventure. They can have women. They can have power. They can have control. They can be part of the growing movement. Uh, and they're doing it all in the name of God. So. <laughs> Yeah, and it's really scary because, like you said, the tactics these guys have are so advanced and so slick. You know, the videos that they've been, I've heard they resemble like trailers for Hollywood action movies. You know, what they show you you're going to be doing. Remember the old, like, uh, join the army commercials? Yeah. You know, back in the 70s, you know, they'd show you the action and, you know, what you're going to be doing and running helicopters and things. I'm sure it's something akin to that. That's luring these kids in now, and I know the the South uh, the South Asianers, you know, it, the, those those cases. Uh, I was reading an article too uh, from London that said uh, there's a generation of domineering South Asian fathers, you know, they're being blamed for you know exacerbating this epidemic, you know, of of, of kids in the West, you know, skipping town to go and fight for the so-called Islamic State. So. But you're right. These fathers, especially the fathers of these kids, want them to work, study, 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 work, 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 study, study, study. And they're not letting them be kids. So they're looking, like you said, into these action adventures and they're going to fly. And, you know, here again, we see it's like a cult. It's a very cult like. And like you said, they're they they're nice guys. They they I you know, they're also like they even call these kids like they're so good. They know exactly how to manipulate them. They call them and say, "Hey, did you get home from school today?" You like the old recruiters used to do it. I'm not a, a make, uh, make, making making that's right, yeah. but you know, I, ISIS and the United States Army are completely two different uh, animals. But that's what they did, and it was you know, it's part of the grooming process. And these kids start to feel cared about. Can you imagine they're feeling cared about by these killers? It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. But then, of course, we've talked about this on other shows. How a kid's mind is developing. They, they're not making the right decisions about 90% of the things they do because they just don't understand. They do understand inclusion though and feeling a part of something. Yeah, so there's no question about it. Yeah, you know, mom and dad aren't doing that or providing that. If your kid is like, again, we go back to sitting in their room online all the time, not out there doing stuff and being a part of the world, they're susceptible to this type of um, entrapment. And I think that's what we're seeing with with the, definitely the American recruits, and and also with with to some extent for different reasons with the South the South Asian uh, kids that are trying to become Westernized. Yeah, and 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 the older families, you know, uh, that have first generation children in this country, uh, who are focused on, you know, uh, the old culture, the old morals, the old values. You got to work hard. You got to study. 
But also, too, their expectation is to be celibate. These kids, they want these boys celibate until they get married. They're not, they, they're not allowed to engage, which uh, we know is, uh, you know, kind of unnatural. They're, they're up against nature. Mm-hmm. They're looking, they're looking for meaning in their life. They're not happy with their parents. They're not happy, you know, with the lives they're living. And then you have ISIS putting out all this uh, great stuff to them. Let me, you know, we'll give you, uh, you know, adventure. We'll give you passion. You'll have meaning. Join us. You'll have power. Yeah. You'll have control. This is the beginning of a new Islamic state. Yeah. And you'll yep. have, and under Sharia law, you know, you'll have women. And you'll have uh, women that uh, pretty much will, uh, you know, bow down and fall in line to you. I mean, it's uh, it's very, inter- very, very, very seductive. These commercials, like you said, that they're using online. And again, you go, you know, we're going back to a social side here. We here's another way uh, technology is being used, you know, to create all this havoc. I mean, you've got a. Uh, you know, you've got a uh, uh, a war going on uh, that's, uh, you know, over 1,500 years old. I mean, Islam's about 1,500 some years old, mm-hmm. and they're fighting this war based on, uh, you know, their issues, uh, but also they're fighting it with 21st century technology. So it's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's very, very interesting. And like I said in your book, Social Side, you address, you know, how people are just brainwashed online. It doesn't only have to be ISIS. It can be white supremacists. It can be whoever. Well, that's it. We were talking about, uh, uh, Dylan, uh, forget the last, you know, the guy who was the man. Roof. Thank you. Dylan Roof a couple of weeks ago. Right. He he was a victim of this entrapment, too, but with a white supremacist group he met online who gave him purpose, gave him a sense of belonging, promised him, you know, we're going to overcome the blacks and the Jews and, you know, white power. So and this is what happens. You know, I'm not saying he's not to blame for what he did, but, you know, there's other pieces of this puzzle that in in, in, in feed into this type of thinking. These kids want to belong somewhere. But where the hell are the parents? Again, where are the parents when it comes to when they see they, this doesn't just happen overnight. These kids are being programmed consistently, they're brainwashed, filled with this nonsense and this propaganda of having, you know, an afterlife of uh, 70 virgins at their feet and you know, a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. And they, you know, you tell somebody something long enough and keep them awake long enough, they're going to believe it. You know, and yeah. that's especially a kid. No question about brainwashing. And kids, because their brains are forming, if they don't have that parental guidance and structure, they are easily brainwashed. And, you know, lots of times if that uh, parental guidance and structure is in a place, they can be brainwashed by uh, some really negative and harmful people. It can be a drug dealer. It can be uh, gang members. Um, it can be white supremacists. I mean, you know, a lot of these kids are looking for an extended family. They're That's they're it. they're they're out there and they're vulnerable. And all it takes 
is somebody uh, that knows how to manipulate through this uh, nurturing and conditioning and establishing this strong rapport and, um, you know, promising them all this adventure and, you know, uh, all this uh, uh, socialization that they're not having now because they don't feel a part of, you know, the culture that they're living in because they're yeah. so repressed by the parents. And, and this, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Um, you know, we have this documentarian, uh, and her name is Dia Khan. And Dia is, uh, she's an, an Emmy award winning documentarian. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she says that the blame lies absolutely with the fathers. Now, how many times have we heard that the blame is absolutely with the fathers? Certainly not just with ISIS. You know, no, I mean, no. I mean, we've got we've got a a country of fathers who have abandoned their children. And we've seen what happens, especially when it's specific gender. When we see that father abandon that young boy, his son, either emotionally or emotionally and physically leave the house or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that kid goes looking. For this male camaraderie and this male nurturing. And, and, and he, and he's, he's just drawn to it. He's just looking for it. And whoever is going to give it to him is going to end up getting a follower. Again, I don't care if it's a gang. I don't well, care if right, it's a drug right. dealer. Okay. Whoever, whoever starts mentoring and nurturing this child, uh, conditioning could be a better word if, uh, if, uh, you know, they have nefarious ideas. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, they're, they're gonna, they're gonna be able to take this child in. I mean, I, well, we see it over and over and over. It just goes on all the time in this and, country. And it's not stopping either. Uh, do you know Matthew Olson? You ever hear of him? Matthew I've heard Olson. the name. Yeah, he's the director of the National Counterterrorism Center, you know, here in, in the States. He said ISIS operates the most sophisticated propaganda machine of any terrorist organization to date. That's scary stuff. You know, these guys know what they're doing. There's no doubt about it. You know, we, we might, you know, get the, the, the way the news portrays them as just a bunch of guys living out in the desert, you know, grabbing people and cutting their heads off. But man, there's a lot of stuff behind the, 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 this operation. They're no, they're, they didn't uh, just, this isn't their first rodeo. Let's, let's tell, put it that way. They are good at what they do. And that's the scary part. What are they really capable of? And if these kids are going to go over there and get trained by these guys, are they going to come back here? Well, see, that's a whole other story. I know, but I mean, that's all part of this thing too. What's going on? You know, we have to be aware of this and really do something about it, or at least be aware, you know, and, and try to save our kids and save our country. Well, see, a lot of these kids, they're going over there with this frustration and anger. All right. It's pent up. It's building up, you know, and they're looking to take it out somewhere on somebody. So that, I mean, the ingredients are already there, okay, mm-hmm. to, to really, you know, get somebody involved in the thick of battle, okay? And, and, yeah, I, I just got to throw this out there. I remember a serial killer telling me he joined the Marines when he was 18 to go over to Vietnam to mm-hmm. fight because his father 
abandoned him, didn't want anything to do with him, and he was walking around with a mat on, and he wanted to kill somebody. That's why he joined the Marines and went over to Vietnam. He wanted to kill somebody. A mad on, huh? That's a what man, he And then when he came home, guess what? He continued to kill. And and that's why he became a serial killer. And that's what's going on here. You know, you have these guys that are going to go over there, and they're going to get all traumatized out at a very young age. And, uh, you know, they're going to uh, be, you know, uh, desensitized to killing and then you're going to, what are you going to do? Bring them home? I mean, bring them back, you know, uh, to where the infidels mm-hmm. are? Yeah. Bring them back right. to where yes. the infidels are? When they're already trained to kill? Exactly. You know, and, they, right. and, and they're brainwashed? Right. I mean, and how do you deal with that? How do you then? What we are yet to see if that's going to come to pass. But I mean, something's got to be behind that. There's a guy, um, guy named Majid Nawaz. He's a, He's a former jihadi, and he wrote um, "Radical: My Journey Out of Islamic Extremism." Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he said one of his quotes was, "We are way behind. They are far superior." And this was about ISIS. They are far superior and advanced than we are when it comes to new media technologies, social media, when it comes to video production qualities, and in disseminating their propaganda over the internet. So, you know, this is a former guy that got himself out of there. You know, and he's probably got some, you know, the, the real truth here. And we know this. But, right, what's the what's the draw? We know the draw is the, the, the feeling of the inclusion, a part of something, uh, you know, sexual frustration. But, right, are they going to send these these kids back in this programmed state of mind, you know, to do the dirty work over here? I mean, the, uh, the, the, that's the scary part, very, very, very scary part. You know, we got to take a look at that. Mm-hmm. And the quality, as you mentioned, you called it a trailer, but the quality of their video online. And, I mean, you have to understand that is hitting your three primary intake senses at the same time. So a young man is really is really getting, uh, you know, bowled over by this, uh, you know, by this video, especially if he has any intentions at all of, Getting involved. I mean, well, just, and you know this this generation, they are completely videoized to begin with. So yeah. you know this is where they get their information. This is where they do their socialization. And then you got these guys saying, "Hey, buddy, you know, I'm gonna be your best friend. How you doing? Da, da, da. You're gonna have women, this and that. It just it's a slow burn, but eventually it's it's working because we're seeing a lot of people heading over that way and turning against us." Or the so-called infidels that they call us—it's um, it's very scary stuff. And it's not just not just kids, I guess too. You know, adults—we can maybe talk about this after the break. But you know, adults are drawn to cults as well. Oh, all the time. You know, like so—it's uh-huh. not just that young brain. It's again that that sense. Uh, you know, what what is causing people to seek out such. Can, you know, uh, uh, feelings of, of, of belonging. I guess it's a natural desire, but if our first, our first primary belonging should be in the family, and I don't think that's where we're at. But we got to take a short break, John. We'll be back with more right. of this story in a few minutes. Stick around, folks. Thank you. By the year 2020, depression will be the world's second highest diagnosed medical condition in the world following heart disease. 
Millions of people are suffering with depression and sadness. People ask, is depression treatable? What's causing this epidemic and what can we do about it? Psychotherapist Leo J. Battenhausen's book, Defeating Depression, The Calm and Sense Way to Find Happiness and Satisfaction, has helped thousands of people reclaim their lives. He's a licensed clinical social worker and clinical alcohol and drug counsellor. Leo J. Badenhausen shows people how to identify, address and overcome common misconceptions about life that cause many to live in misery. The book that has a five-star rating on Amazon.com is filled with priceless information to quickly bring the reader into a brighter frame of mind and assist in enjoying life to its fullest. Defeating Depression, the common sense way to find happiness and satisfaction by Leo J. Battenhausen. Available at select bookstores, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. It will change your life. Extra Healthcare Services was founded in 1991 by Executive Director John Kelly. Our outpatient drug and alcohol counseling centers provide an individualized approach to treatment with a strong emphasis on building self-esteem in our clients and helping empower them to take effective control of their lives. Our program has had an extremely high success rate because our board-certified and licensed counselors and psychologists design a program just for you or your family member to help deal with alcohol and drug abuse. We specialize in addictive illness in both adults and adolescents. Our entire team is committed to helping you or a family member become healthy. Our alcohol and drug abuse counseling centers are located in Middlesex, Monmouth, and Union Counties with both day and evening appointments available. Call 732-721-3835 or email us at info at extracarehealth.com. That's 732-721-3835 or info at extracarehealth.com. Now, back to John and Leo for more Crime and Reason on TalkZone.com. Hey, we're back. Part two of Crime and Reason. Um, we're talking about the, how ISIS is is uh, luring and brainwashing and manipulating um, our children and the children of Western, uh, 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 sorry, South Asian families uh, to join the ranks. Come join us here. This is, you know, it reminds me of, uh, you know, um, Jim Jones when he, uh, come to Jonestown. It's a paradise. It's wonderful. You know, the beautiful trees and leaves live happily. And I, I guess it's, uh, not quite as primitive a deception as that, but certainly more deceptive the way their tactics are. They're dragging these kids in. Yeah. You're looking at needy people, whether they're young or whether they're old, they're in need of some kind of meaning. And and that's what we're looking at here. We're looking with, you know, these kids, uh, you know, growing up with, uh, you know, the older parents who are stuck in the older culture. Uh, they're not open uh, at all to the culture of the West uh, for various reasons. And, you know, some of them have even uh, repressed their children uh, by beating them, uh, by, by setting very strict rules. You know, and, and I think one of the biggest things that I've seen is criticism. I mean, criticism can really scar you. Yeah. I mean, we know emotionally, that. emotionally. And especially if it's coming from a father to a son, again, that specific gender parent, which is the most powerful, you know, mother to daughter as well, but, and, and, and you can have, uh, some upheaval with, uh, mother to son, but nothing's worse than a father that's a specific gender parent, you know, criticizing their son and 
you should do this, you should do that, you should be better at this, you should be better at that, not focusing at all on the positive, just focusing on the negative, and in the meantime, just repressing him. Well, you don't need to be going there, you don't need to be going there, you don't need to be going to a dance, you don't need to be around any girls, you don't need to be playing any sports, you yeah, know, you, yeah, need, yeah. you need to focus on uh, the family here and, uh, you know, getting good marks and getting ahead in life and making money and you shouldn't have sex and, don't you know, not until you get married. And so a lot of these kids, you know... Yeah, they're 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 they're, uh, they're leaving with this mat on. And, uh, yeah, and you know what else? Just another comparison here. How you know how popular are these you know very violent video games the kids are playing? Okay, how far have we gone with those? They're extremely bloody, vile, and just really sick to, to see some of the stuff you can play on a video game. So, okay, so one of these hour-long videos that I know of, I've read about ISIS showing, it's, a, it's an hour-long, it's a collection of bombings and executions, kidnappings and beheadings, all right? And on, on, as a one roadside bomb blasts a vehicle into the sky, there's two men in the background, you know, of the, of the vehicle or in the video chuckling. So this is like... To them, real life video, you know, video game. Look, at, this is really happening. There's got to be some connection there too, because a lot of those lonely people or needy kids, they get so wrapped up in that violent video game crap. But this is real life. That's got to be part of the draw too. Wow, I can really do this. You know what I'm saying? Oh, there's no question. There's got to be right. a connection. Yeah, and that's what they're gearing. They're, they know these kids are addicted, and I mean addicted to these violent video games. Here, we're going to let you do the real thing, buddy. Come on. Come over here and see what it's really like to, to cut off a head. I mean, it's really sick if you think about it, but it's, that's got to be uh, it partly what part of what they're instilling in these kids. Sure, and and what they're doing is desensitizing them and, and, uh, and teaching them how to objectify so that when these kids are looking at an enemy, wherever that enemy may be, they're, they're desensitized to uh, that person being human. They're desensitized to that person's humanity. They're looking at them as an object of the evil of the infidel. I mean, that's pretty much it. Or if you've noticed, you know, they kill a lot of a lot of Muslims over there. I mean, yeah. this is pretty disturbing too that that they would kill. You know, uh, people of their own religion. See, this is, yeah, well, that's this the, is where I see the dichotomy. And then I, I say to myself, who the hell is the head of this? Of course, we know there is a head of ISIS, but what's the difference between him and a Jim Jones that you brought out earlier? They're both megalomaniacs. Exactly. You know, then the, the Charles Manson's, the, the Jim Jones, the Applegate, remember him, the, the Heaven's Gate, the, the Hale-Bopp Comet, let's all go on, and we're all going to catch on the back of the Hale-Bopp Comet, so let's kill ourselves. You know, these are That's the sickness. The sickness rolls downhill, you know, so I don't know who these, this megalomaniac is that's behind ISIS, but you're right, there really is no difference. They want power and control of these of their their uh, minions and their following to do their dirty work. It just, you know, that's like, you know, to think that a person, an adult even can fall for a Jim Jones or an Applegate. That's really very sad to think about what's missing in this person's life that, you know, they would go, you know, get castrated or shave their heads and become a non-sexual being 
because this man is telling me he's this, you know the next coming of Christ or you know well, that's just speaks to somebody's intelligence maybe are they or are they really that scarred from growing up in a a home that didn't have a place for them you know, yeah and, and 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 brainwashing like you said they hear it over and over again they're so needy they want to belong so bad that they'll believe anything i mean they I, you know we've seen over the years like with the Jim Jones situation, uh, you know, people sell all their houses, sell their houses and give them the, give him all their money and everything. And, and just to, for the audience to know, a megalomaniac is somebody that suffers from pathological narcissism to the point where they have to control everybody and everything around them. And uh, to give you some um, idea of who some megalomaniacs through history were, Adolf Hitler, Saddam yeah. Hussein, Jim Jones. I mean, you know, they're always yeah. around. And now we have this guy from ISIS. He, he falls right in line. Yeah, he we- falls right in line. This guy's, uh, you know, he can talk all he wants, uh, but... I mean, you're destroying families, not only killing people, but destroying families. I mean, uh, th- this guy, uh, all he's interested in is power and control. I mean, I mean, look at these kids that will never be the same by going over there and yeah. joining up. They'll never be the same. That, there's no way. There's no way you can turn the thermostat up that high and then have an expectation that when they come back, you're going to be able to bring it down and lower it. I mean, that's that's just uh, you know that that's just uh, you know not uh, not really possible. You know, Leo. The other thing too, and th- and this is something that really gets at me, really bothers me. Yeah. Where's the downside here? Where's the downside for these kids that are going over there? I, I mean, there is no physical downside, okay, because the bottom line is that if it works out for them, they're going to have all the camaraderie they want. Yeah. They're going to get married under uh, Sharia law. They're going to have power and control. And if they get killed, (laughs) they're going to heaven, and they're going to have 60 or 70 virgins, whatever the going rate is today. Along with a couple chests of gold. I mean, what, you know, so if somebody wow, buys, it, buys into this, you know, what's their downside? That's a very good point. They they create this huge win-win situation for the vulnerable. And you're right. There really is, there is no downside. And they and what they do, too, in, in their manipulation and brainwashing is they, they focus on their successes and how successful they've been at what they're doing. That's another way they suck these kids in. And there's never a downside. We don't see a downside. You know, what did our own president say? This was small potatoes or something like this? These guys were nothing to worry about? Yeah, he said they were the JV team. Yeah, JV. JV. They, were, they weren't divorced. They're just JV. Well, whoa. Wake up, Paul. Wow. I mean, yeah, I'd like to know who I'd like to know who is in charge here. That's a good point. He keeps himself in uh, wrapped up in, in secrecy. Well, that's another tactic, too, though. See, this guy's a coward. We know that whoever it is. Oh, yeah, he's he's 
he's hiding under a rock somewhere. You know, the other part of it, too, is this is actually cool. I saw the word cool brought out in this Daily Beast article that was written by Nika Hines, where, you know, this one guy who was a jihadi from uh, Mujahideen from the 80s when, uh, you know, Afghan was fighting off Russia and he fought in Afghan, he fought in Pakistan. I mean, he talks about how cool it was for him. Cool. At a young age, at a Mm -hmm. young age, to go over there and fight. See, it's, you know, it's part of it. You got to ask yourself, why do people in the United States, why did they want to come into the army to go fight somewhere? I mean, they saw something in it. It gave them meaning. It gave them belonging. They thought they were cool. You're talking talking about the American fighting forces, John, here? The point I'm trying to make is that somebody that's going into battle Uh and thinks it's cool, (laughs) I mean, has something, I mean, there's something wrong with that. Well, that's just that, that, that. I don't care what the fight is. This, this, just that statement has to give you a picture of the mind of this person. You know what I'm saying? It's cool, yeah. man. So, I mean, how, I don't think we're dealing with a, a the most intelligent uh, or sharpest knife in the draw here. If it's cool to go kill people, I mean, it just doesn't resonate as a uh, very much uh, intelligence, but I guess that's another part of it. They suck them in too, because a body's a body. They give them a knife and a gun and they'll do the deed because it's cool. Yeah. yeah, and then and then it leads on to hey, I'm sexy. I'm not only cool, but I'm sexy too because I'm hard now. I'm tough. Mm. You know, I'm all dressed in black. I got this black uniform. I got this AK-47. All the girls are going to want me now. I didn't have any girls over in uh, the West, mm-hmm. the United mm-hmm. States, or Europe. That's, yeah, right. right. But I'm going to have all the girls I want now because I'm I'm cool and I'm sexy. I'm a bad dude. Let me tell you something. There's another uh, uh, person I want to bring up. His name is Steve Hassan. Steve Hassan, he's the founder of um, Freedom of Mind. This is a, an, actually an organization dedicated to exposing destructive cults and, uh, and cult behavior. So he's done a lot of studies like on Jim Jones and, and other things. But he, he's talking about uh, ISIS when he says this is a political cult using religion and a perversion of Islam as the shield, but in fact, it's a systematic effort to create an army of basically tranced out followers. So there you go. That's, that's cool. It. I mean, that's exactly it. That's cool. That's what they're getting. These tranced out followers. And this is where it starts. They know how to do this, you know, via technology, you know, and then the, some, here's some good news though. This, this, uh, Steve Hassan said he, he's seen video clips of a foreign jihad is burning their passports. They're showing that many uh, have no intention of, of leaving or returning home. So, you know, let's hope that's true. <laughs> Keep the yeah, over we, there now. We, You're, yeah. we can never fix that. Yeah, no, they need to stay over there now, It's you know, and make their home over there, make their bed. They made their bed there, and they need to lay in it, you know. Yeah, and, and you know what you talked about earlier? I mean, the females. What is this with these young girls? Why are they going over? Yeah, that's uh, we haven't really talked about that in, uh, much. But yeah. they remember a couple. What was it? Three or four girls. I think it was in Sweden. Said they were going to school or something, and they really like hopped on a plane to go down to uh, yeah. Syria or something. They went to Syria, correct? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. See, again, for whatever reason, 
they're not living a happy life here. So. Yeah, but you're yeah. right. I mean, the girls in general, I mean, you don't see many women or, or, or girls, I should say, you know, getting into the video game, uh, mind. It's not really right. their bag, like the fighting, the violence. So that's very interesting as to, you know, what's in it for them? What, what does a female get at the end of the rainbow? Do they get, you know, 70 male virgins? Uh, what's in it for the, you know, I don't get that. Yeah, I never heard anything on that. Uh, That's a great question. Right? Yeah, we never, what do they get? I don't they're blowing know. themselves up. They blow themselves up. What do they get? Well, that's all they use them for, isn't it? I don't know if they're, you know, don't the women, you know, subservient to the men in, in this, uh, in that, you know, religion and culture? Extremely so subservient. What, so what are we doing here, girls? I mean, what is in it for them? That's a yeah. good point. I don't know. That's some, that, that should be looked into some more because I'm not really sure about that. Do you need a guy that bad? I mean, that you got to go uh, over there and get involved? I mean, who knows how repressed they are? Or is it like, you know, remember the, the girls, the, the Slender Man situation? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, just you know? look at that. Now, just take a look at that. Talk about that, Leo. Yeah, well, the, the two young girls, they attempted to stab their their friend. Um, at a sleepover because Slender Man, some fictional character, um, the born on the internet, you know, they believed that this guy, that if they killed this girl, they would find acceptance with Slender Man and they were going to find his castle in the woods, you know, after they drained her blood, you know, and this of course is nonsense, but this Slender Man, you know, he's not even real. This is a, a drawing. But these girls were so out of it or so, uh, you know, so lost in the world, they believed that Slender Man was, was real and real enough to kill their friend. Of course, um, thank God the girl, she survived. But so, you know, wh- why would these, you know, only see girls doing that? I mean, but yeah. the, the thought process is what I'm alluding to here. Like, are these girls that are going over to ISIS? You know, in the same type of mode. What are these girls looking for? Like something to believe in? Something to make them feel a part of something? I don't know. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. There's something going on there because they're going over. You know, you talk about Slender Man again. You know, we can look at your book, Social Side. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, this is where this came from. It came from Slender Man was born out of technology. Yeah. And, 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 and these girls, these two girls that tried to kill the third girl, I mean, they're intoxicated by delusional insanity that they got off the Internet. Exactly. And that's exactly what we're looking at. And like the one girl was more into it than the other, but she influenced the friend. So, yes. you know, this is how it works. You know, you, you buy one, get one free. You know, and I, I think if the ISIS works that way too, I don't know. But, um, we are, we are seeing in this country, they're trying to counterattack these, these, uh, videos and recruitment, uh, tactics that, that are coming out. I mean, our government is supposedly trying to crack this down. But from what I'm seeing, uh, estimates now, I think we've 2,000 people have gone over there from America. Okay. Uh, not sure about the numbers, uh, in Europe or, you know, on the other side of the pond. But, you know, it's interesting also to see that we're not hearing about, um, you know, Asians going over to do this. You know, the Chinese culture, Japanese culture, you know, why aren't they being sucked into this? 
you know, what what are they doing differently, or are we just not hearing about it? And so I think that has something that plays into the cultural aspect of this as well. You're maybe, you're making a good point. Go ahead, Liam. Right, I'm just saying maybe they're doing something right, you know, with with family and with the with the way they run their business in their country, so to speak. Because you know, I don't hear that. There there is really is no signs or implications of any uh in an Asian Pacific people heading over to fight in this ridiculous, you know, jihad that you know we do. It's more of the dumbing down of America, I guess. You know, and uh, it just keeps coming. Well, you know, you know, with these Asian families, Leo, they are pretty much together as a family unit. Yeah. I mean, they really, you know, work hard. They do, and they, they are also... The family is very is the most important thing to them, and they put a lot of time into their kids and their family. Well, we, we, we should discuss that. We, we will discuss that, but we got to take another short break. So please, everybody, stick around. This is Crime and Reason. We'll be right back. Extra Healthcare Services was founded in 1991 by Executive Director John Kelly. Our outpatient drug and alcohol counseling centers provide an individualized approach to treatment with a strong emphasis on building self-esteem in our clients and helping empower them to take effective control of their lives. Our program has had an extremely high success rate because our board-certified and licensed counselors and psychologists design a program just for you or your family member to help deal with alcohol and drug abuse. We specialize in addictive illness in both adults and adolescents. Our entire team is committed to helping you or a family member become healthy. Our alcohol and drug abuse counseling centers are located in Middlesex, Monmouth, and Union Counties with both day and evening appointments available. Call 732-721-3835 or email us at info at extracarehealth.com. That's 732-721-3835 or info at extracarehealth.com. We are raising a generation of techno-savvy and social media-obsessed kids. There's a lack of real human connection and concern for our fellow man. Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death by licensed clinical social worker Leo J. Battenhausen explores the new generation of young people and how they are turning into godless people with narcissistic and psychopathic tendencies. Americans have become so obsessed with themselves that their country's once great bedrock of dignity and respect is crumbling from underneath us right before our eyes. Isn't it time that we regained our confidence in spirituality and the existence of a higher power? This This and so much more is explored in the book, Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death by licensed clinical social worker Leo J. Battenhausen. Social Side is available on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, FaithBooksAndMore.com, and SocialSideInfo.com. Social Side, How America is Loving Itself to Death by Leo J. Battenhausen. Welcome back to Crime and Reason on TalkZone.com. Here are your hosts, John Kelly and Leo Battenhausen. Hi, everybody. We're back now, and uh, we're talking a little bit about the family. I mean, the families of these uh, various recruits, or if you want to say brainwashed younger people, uh, that have gone over to fight for ISIS. We're, we're very focused on their families because we know how much power 
a family has over a child, especially a mother and a father, especially uh, if it's a specific gender, mother or father. But yet the family just in itself, family system has a lot of power over a child and that power can go one way or it can go the other way. It can be positive yeah. and lead you in a positive direction or it can go in a negative direction if that power is uh, wielded in a negative way. Uh, so, I mean, when we look at this and we see these kids going over there, I mean, how much involvement do we see? I mean, you look at these kids we see in the United States in gangs. Now, yeah. there's no way you're going to get me to believe that they come from a strong, healthy family system. I have never met a gang member that has come from a strong, healthy family system. And pretty much every male gang member that I've researched has not had a very good relationship with their father. Well, that stands to absolute reason. And also the, the shooters, right? These, these school shooters and things. You've said it before. The FBI reported that every single one of them reported the, they didn't have a male role model in their life. Yeah, there was no, nobody they, they felt they could trust or talk to. Not one. So that's a, there's a common denominator between those guys, and I agree with you completely on on the the gang members. There's not a healthy uh, family that has a member of their family in a gang. It just doesn't happen. There's no need for it. There's no need to feel included when the family is doing its job, keeping a family going. You yeah, and especially in Chicago with all these murders. You know, what happened over the weekend? Gosh, 75 people were shot this weekend? Something like that. Yeah, I don't know. just incredible. And uh, meanwhile, across town, the Grateful Dead played their last show, and uh, that's just ironic that they were in the same <laughs> peace, love, and all of that. And then across town, 75 people were shot to death. Some crazy, yeah. crazy number were shot. I don't know how many died, but. I mean, was it 75 died? Oh, I mean, I think it was, that was the number. Something they were along shot. The I mean, I know it was, it was an unbelievable amount of shoes. But the point I'm trying to make is, you know, you have, you have this family system. And if it is truly dysfunctional, and especially if it's abusive, you're going to have these kids going bad at a very young age. And they're either going to go to jail, join up with a gang in jail, or come out, hang back out again because this is the only family they know. It's the only family they feel secure in. It's the only family they have camaraderie with. A gang, okay? And and you and you saw it in the mafia as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you had a lot of you had a lot of uh, wannabes, young wannabes that wanted to be connected, and really they didn't come from very strong family systems because if they had healthy Structured parents keeping an eye on them, there's no way it would have allowed to ha them to hang out with who they had to hang out with to go up the ladder. You know, it's, uh, yeah. you know, that's just the bottom line. But when you look at, when you look at this situation, and I'm talking about, you know, people that end up in jail because they come from these so dysfunctional families, and a lot of them are in poverty as well. There's no question about that. I mean, True, right. But, See, jail is and prison are, are are perfect recruiting grounds, and I've I've seen it. I've seen it happen where you get a guy, kid in there, guy in there, nobody's showing him any concern, care, any uh, perceived love on his part, 
And then all of a sudden, you know, you have an Iman in there or you have a gang leader in there. Um, you have some white supremacist in there that it turns and takes this younger guy under his wing. And then he starts to manipulate and condition him. And guess what? When that younger guy leaves that prison, guess where he's going? He's going with that gang. And I don't care if it's ISIS. I don't care if it's, uh, you know, some gang from Chicago or New York or LA or whatever. Uh, or he's going to, uh, he's going to, uh, you know, go with uh, some white supremacist group, whatever, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. And, and you have a lot of Hispanic gangs too. That, yeah. that, that recruit the same way. These people all recruit the same way. If you really think about it, ISIS is yeah. no different than, than these heavy duty gangs throughout the United States. They are showing some kind of concern, some kind of camaraderie, some, they're establishing rapport and they're conditioning these kids to come up and, and it becomes the family that, that, these kids never had. They they actually feel that these other guys in the gangs or ISIS or whatever care about them. And that really speaks to our, I guess, our instinctual need to be a part of a family. You know, we were born to be in a family and a part of something. And right, these these manipulators, these brainwashers, are they know what they're doing. They become everything this person needs and wants. And I know in these ISIS cases, they, like I said earlier, they, they'll call them up. How was your day? You know, how's school going? I mean, they just become the pseudo father to these kids and they, they begin to believe that this guy must be a good guy. I like him. He's not going to hurt me. I've been, why wouldn't I believe him? He's, he's helping me. He's making me feel good. He's giving me all of that nurturing I never I never had and I'm always kind of needed and always really did need so it's, it's very sad in a lot of a lot of ways you know the family is crumbling John the society and the, the technology these are all the they're, they're termites they're termites eating at the foundation of the, what we once knew it as, as this country and they're they're eating away at the foundation of our our the families and marriages and you know everything else that that we built this country on, and it's, these termites are very hungry, and they are just eating us alive. And eventually, it's all going to fall. Yeah, I'm they're sorry. eating us alive. They're eating they us are. alive. And and when you look at when you look at the uh, the social ills that we face in this country, and and even the social ills that we're now seeing uh, in the Western countries around the globe. I mean, it seems like it's coming back, you know, to parents, parents, parents. It is. I I mean, it just seems like everything we talk about has to do with the input that the family uh, is giving to the child and how focused they are on the child. I mean, I'll tell you, when I see these people going off uh, to a foreign land, uh, to kill or be killed. And it's the lure of the adventure, the lure of the power to control the mm-hmm. sex, all of that rolled into one. I have to ask myself, where the family? Now, don't get me wrong. You have religious zealots here too. You have kids that grew up in 
decent families. They're far and few between, I believe. I believe it's a very small percentage, but they're there. These are yeah. these are religious zealots that believe that you know uh, they are following God's will as far as uh, Islam goes, and uh, you know they're going out there to take care of business. And we saw that in the nine eleven hijackers. I mean, a lot of them came from good families, mm-hmm. uh, but this is this is a. Uh, this is a different ball game now with this ISIS uh, situation. And this guy, I'll tell you what, uh, that's running ISIS and behind all this, I mean, he has destroyed countless lives, supposedly in the name of God. And that sickens me because he is just using God and Islam for his own political uh Control and uh, aggression. That's exactly right. That's what that uh, that author we just mentioned earlier here. He said, you know, it's a cover. It's just a cover for the evil behind it. Another thing, John, you were talking about family, family, families. There's also new science out there. Science, proven studies that children who grow up with some form of spirituality in their family, yeah, far, fair, far better than those who don't. We have scientific proof of this. Now, that spirituality is not any particular religion. It's mm-hmm. not any particular. It could be Buddhism. It could be nature. It could be, you know, it, doesn't, it could be Catholicism. It doesn't really matter. But a sense of spirituality is a sense of belonging. We, you know, we are connected. So now we have proof of this. You know, we're not just nut jobs. You know, there is scientific proof. Dr. Lisa Miller wrote The Spiritual Child, and there is proof. And, um uh, it's an excellent book, and uh, she did a really good job with that. So we need to be aware of that, too, in our families. It's going to come back to that. We're talking about the families. We need to strengthen families, and we also need to get back to some kind of spirituality in this country, if we have any you know, uh, hope in the future here. And it's, just, it's not happening. We're falling farther away from all of those things, family, spirituality, you know, uh, caring, narcissism's on the rise. It's all about me, and this all plays into it, too, and... Uh, we will see. But there's some good news before we, uh, we've got a few more minutes, but some good news is, uh, Richard Stengel, he's the, um, Secretary of State for, uh, Public Dipl- Diplomacy and Public Affairs. He said that there's evidence that there are young people who are not joining ISIS because they have, you know, some, because their department has somehow interceded. You know, they're, they're reading them, the kids are reading those messages and hearing the messages, you know, not just from them, but from, uh, other Islamic clerics who have said this is a perversion of Islam and from hundreds of other Islamic scholars who have said the same thing. So some kids are understanding this is all crap. And we, of course, they're not all going to fall prey to these manipulators, but we still have that handful that will. And, um, but it's not so we have some kids that have the head on their shoulders. These are probably the kids in a family, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, what I like is I like the idea of these Islamic clerics stepping up. Absolutely, yes. Yes, 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 yes. That's who should be doing this. We need them to step up. So tell if people. They, if they, I, I mean, they, they, you know, we're not Muslim. Right. We're not Islamic clerics. But neither is ISIS. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Uh, because, because let me tell you something. That is not. Following the teachings of Islam, that is a perversion, again, for uh, political gain. Right. Yeah. Uh, of Islam. 
And 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 you know what? That guy that's running that that's running ISIS, I'll tell you what, it's only a matter of time. He's going to be uh he's gonna be meeting something somewhere along the line because you just cannot continue to create this kind of evil energy and destroy all these people and families and, you know, not have it come back on you. I, I truly believe that. I believe I what goes to... around comes around. I mean, you know, the yes. world is, the yes. world is around. Yeah. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. So what goes around comes around. I mean, it's Every dog the... will have its day. Yeah, it's another And they one. all have, look at Hitler and Hitler, Mussolini, you know, yeah. uh, Jim Jones. Jim well, Jones. Charles Manson. Everybody falls down at some point, John. Saddam Hussein. Saddam they hung him. They hung him. Sure. It, it, it's it's, it's going to come around. I don't know when it's going to come around from. Yeah. But this guy's hurt too many people in the name of uh, God. And, uh, you know, I just, I just see that as being a, a power push. Yes, sir. Well, listen. I think we're uh, almost done here for the for this segment. Uh, everybody, pray, pray for peace, and um, visit our website at crimeandreason.com. Uh, crimeandreason.com. Leave us any messages or any uh, suggestions you have for the show. We'd be happy to respond and uh, get back to you. So, or if you if you have an idea for a show, yeah, say. please. We'll feel free. We're open to that too. So, well, I guess we'll see you next week, everybody. Yeah, thank you so much for tuning in and having us. Until then, stay safe. Be safe. Be safe. Absolutely. Take care.